Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. President Joe Biden has tried to make his clean energy and economic policy, known as Bidenomics, a central rallying cry in his 2024 campaign. But poll after poll shows him continuing to trail Republican frontrunner Donald Trump on economic policy. Across the pond, though, Bidenomics is making a much bigger splash. Some world leaders are furious about the policy, but it's also appealing to some international politicians who want to sell their climate efforts as an economic proposition. So today, we chat with Politico's Zach Coleman about why Bidenomics is selling abroad, but not at home. It's Tuesday, December 19th. It's talking about building up the middle class through a lot of the investments that we've seen through big spending bills like the Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and CHIPS. It's this basic idea that industrial policy is back, and that idea is using state money, federal money, and selective trade measures to boost your own domestic industries to provide high-value, high-paying job for the American middle class. And you're reporting that leaders abroad are responding positively to Bidenomics, but at the same time, we know that Bidenomics isn't really hitting home with American voters. So why do you think this strategy is reaching leaders abroad, but not voters at home? It's reaching leaders abroad because at first it really rattled them. And there were a lot of countries that reacted negatively to the Inflation Reduction Act when it first came about because it provided so many attractive incentives to bring companies to the U.S. and away from the home countries where they operated. So now there's this understanding that the way to compete in this new global marketplace for these emerging economic sectors is by offering carrots and goodies and sweeteners to companies to get them to build at home and provide jobs at home. Now, there is, of course, the basic economics question of are those subsidies actually of value when it comes to the jobs that they say they will create? Are you basically spending more to keep companies at home? And you know, are you basically playing this bargaining game with companies where they go seek out the highest subsidies in another country? And were they planning to move anyway? But I think one of the reasons that this is not playing as well at home is because we have this bifurcated media ecosystem as well. I mean, this the IRA has not been very popular on the political right. And, you know, the Republican Party has taken many steps to try to claw some of it back. It has been criticized by former President Donald Trump, who is the front runner on the Republican side for the presidency. So it's this more partisan political dynamic we have in the U.S. that has made it pretty unpopular for President Biden. So you were at the U.N. Climate Summit in Dubai. I'm wondering how Bidenomics played a role, if at all, in the summit negotiations. Well, Bidenomics played a role because a lot of countries are now starting to take issue with unilateral measures that favor domestic industries because for a developing nation, perhaps, or another country that's trying to grow their domestic supply chain on clean energy, it can be seen as the U.S. 
using its enormous economy and the fact that it has some other preferential conditions, like it can write debt in its own currency. That's a major thing that a lot of other countries don't have. It has an enormous spending base to begin with. So there's this idea that the U.S. is using its economic might to steer the global marketplace toward it and other countries cannot do the same. And there's this real question of, you know, if you're going to have to go toe-to-toe with the U.S. economy, will you ever really have a chance to win? So you actually did see some countries put in draft text some language singling out countries for using these unilateral measures that could harm trade and make it more difficult for countries to decarbonize their economies by growing their own domestic industries. That text did not make it into the final document at COP28, but you're starting to see this conversation bubble up. And you also noted in your reporting that all of this global attention for the Inflation Reduction Act misses a few key points. What do you mean by that? Well, the Biden administration is still regulating. I mean, what you hear about is, oh, can other countries match the U.S. firepower with subsidies and sweeteners? And it misses the point that the U.S. is also still regulating. Of course, the Biden administration would probably rather not talk about that because, again, it gets into this partisan discussion of penalizing companies and in certain industries. And, you know, this is you don't want to be seen as a nanny state or a nagger or penalizing anyone. But this regulation is happening. The EPA is at some point going to finalize its rule on fuel economy standards, which will really ratchet up the efficiency of vehicles that the auto industry has pushed back against. There's the oil and gas methane regulations that the Biden administration rolled out at COP. So, you know, these regulations are happening at the same time. So it's not just all carrots. There are some sticks. Also, the United Kingdom will impose a tax on imports with large carbon footprints, according to a Monday government announcement. The major new commitment aligns closely with the European Union's efforts to tackle climate change through global trade. Taxed imports will include iron, steel, and cement, starting in 2027. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.